Welcome to Death Row. Like we always do about this time. <laughs> I'm gonna fight your fucking ass. You don't got, you're playing touch butt with that dork in the park. Ah, uh, there's a little snake in the grass. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. No fucking Jesus, people. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Hey, pussy, are you still there? I'm back. Who the fuck is that guy? Break out the red panties. We're rich, baby. I would like to introduce... And we're back, the MMA for Money Show, episode 84. Like the hands on a Rolex watch, we just don't stop. I am your host, Mike Copenhaver, as always, at Don't Cope Just Win on Twitter, joined by producer of the MMA for Money Show, T. How you doing, T? Hey, I'm good, man. What's up, everybody? Glad to be here after Easter break and ready to get some fights on this weekend. Got a lot of them. Yeah, well, I'm absolutely stoked, man. Like a crack fiend without weeks of UFC combat, I'm stoked to get my fix. This week alone in MMA, we are truly blessed. We have one FC Wednesday, a Bellator Friday, and things get real on Saturday on UFC, when UFC goes down. And for all the real motherfucking golf fans out there, we got the Masters Tournament, one of four major golf championships. That'll end on Sunday. And those that are not aware of the Masters Championship, it is literally one of the prettiest golf courses to ever be made and to be caught on camera, let alone the winner get, winner gets the coveted green jacket. So literally tune on into that and you, you won't be missing out. I'll be giving up about four picks uh, later later in the show. So, But uh, first in, uh, up for MMA in the week, we have Wednesday. We got the 1FC Championship. I'm only going to be going through the main event and the co-main event. This is the first ever 1FC Championship on TNT. It's going down at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 10 Pacific Eastern Standard Time. Um, super excited for them to finally be on television and not at a early in the morning, so early where I could barely watch it. Demetrius Mighty Mouse motherfucking Johnson, that dick-slinging cock-bringing motherfucker from the UFC, the champion, the only one to basically lose to Cejudo. He's going off to face Adriano Moraes. Uh, Demetrius Mighty Mouse is negative 700. And, I mean, I, I try to do a little research for you guys, you know, on uh, Adriano to give you the benefit of the doubt. But as soon as sure as I should as I did, I saw a bunch of unanimous decisions. That's not how you're going to win against my boy Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. I see why there's a negative 700 price tag. He's going to get his ass whooped, absolutely smashed and schooled by the UFC vet and show why he's the 1FC champion and why he's Mighty Mouse and the king. Uh, what do you think about that one, T? Uh man, Mighty Mouse probably just gonna run through that guy. I'll yeah, watch I mean, it. I mean, it'd be pretty... fun. I I haven't seen a fight in a while, you know. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Should be an easy one for him. Yeah, it should be easy money. But like I said, uh, the the line reflects that. So in the co-main event, we have Eddie Alvarez, uh, one of the street kings from the UFC, a former vet, negative two forty versus Ieri Lapicus, who's plus one ninety. Who uh, you know. You know, Eddie's a UFC vet, warrior, has plenty of, you know, good attributes. He, I think he should be too much for this kid, but he's got a little bit of chin issues. So at the negative 240 price tag, I would be uh, very hesitant to be laying my money down on something like that. But we just wanted to give you guys a little bonus and uh, get you a couple of the 1FC fighting uh, uh, championship uh, fights that are going to go on. So I'd like to say hello to everyone uh, that's in the chat. We got Jackie Girl, Jamie Birch. We got the man, Jason Torello himself. Uh, MMA for Money, one of the best sports gambler there is. Go to MMAforMoney.com and get yourself a package, man. Uh, I can't you know, brag enough because all he do is, does is win, especially when it comes to NASCAR. I'm the absolute king of, uh, of it, you know, and when it comes to prime time, 
NHL playoffs, NFL playoffs, uh, just the NCAA March Madness we just killed. You know, he was so close to being basically the top 1% or less of the world. So shout out to him. Um, I, I probably aren't even listing his list of accolades well, well enough, but uh, just like to appreciate all 51 of you live watching right now. Um, so on Wednesday or on Friday, we got the Bellator that's going to kick off at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'm only going to be going through the main card uh, to spare you guys the, the pain and agony of the what is Bellator right now. But uh, for the Bellator fans and for the you know the fact that they employed my bro, I was going to run through a little bit of them. Uh, the main card was a little shuffled from where it was on Tapology and from uh, Bellator's site itself. So the first the first fight that I saw was Kat Zingano is going to face. Uh, Olivia Parker. Kat Zingano's 11-4, former UFC veteran, fought many of the best women in the UFC uh, and, and sport and MMA in general. She's got a negative 735 price tag versus this girl named Olivia Parker, who's 4-1 with a plus 475 price tag uh, uh, coming on the comeback. Uh, you know, we tried to give the benefit of the doubt of Olivia Parker, do a little investigation, and I, I, just, I, I just, I can't find a reason why you would give her any benefit of the doubt. I mean, She's four and one. Like I said, she her last three wins. The girl, the last win she has, her last fight she lost by rear naked choke, which isn't a good sign when you're facing someone like Kat Zingano, a uh, very good ground game and a former vet. Then or before she, then uh, before the loss, she had three wins. The one, the girl she beat was two and six, two and six. Get the fuck out of here! You suck. No way. The girl before that, Jamie Driver, one and three. You gotta be joking me. The one before that, the girl's 0-0. I get out of here. No wonder why the price tag is negative 735 Kat gets Yeah, she's gonna absolutely smash the brown. I mean, well, what do you think, T? Um, yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, Cat's probably got that one. Um, Parker's uh, her only route to victory would be to take her down and maybe sneak something on the ground, like hold her down on the ground. But I don't, I don't even know if she could get get her down. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I got that. but I, it should be easy. Do one cat though. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be a problem for. Her. Next up, what we had was uh, Dana Silva, who's nine and five, plus three, th- plus three eighty five versus Julia Budd at fourteen and three, negative four eighty five on the comeback for uh, uh, Julia Budd. Uh, another high price tag, man. Julia Budd, another veteran the, uh, of the sport. She's fought uh, for a long time in Bellator and other organizations, and she's fought some of the best fighters. Uh, Dana Silva, I, I can't say the same for her, you know. Once again, this is why you're getting the price tag. Uh, let's see, Dana Silva. We, you know, nine and five in her pro career. She, she's got a one, one, one win fight win streak. And the last fight she won was a girl who was three and one. Three and one? You're, you're fighting Julia Budd now. This is, this is not going to be good. And the girl before that was 14 and 10. She lost to. She lost to a girl that's 14 and 10. And then she won to a girl that's 11 and five. Then she lost to a girl seven and three. The point I'm trying to make here is that it's clear that, you know, Julia Budd's going to win here, and that's why it's a negative 485 price tag. Um, very much warranted, but definitely do not throw your money on this type of fighting. It's just absolute garbage. Uh, it is what it is. I'm going through it just for the people who want it, so we're doing it. Um, next up on the card, we got uh, Adam Borax. He's 16-1. and one. He's facing Jeremy Kennedy, who's 16-2. and two. This is actually going to be a decent fight. Former UFC vet Jeremy Kennedy, negative 130, and then Adam Borax is plus 110. Jeremy Kennedy is, is you know, pretty well-rounded mixed martial artist. Uh, I, I can't really say anything bad about him. 
I just think that in this matchup versus Adam Borax, that they're like they're very similar in, in the sense of just fighting style and in everything in general. So I, I'm going to go with Adam Borax. I think he's just a just a hair younger. He's going to be a little bit more athletic, just a little bit bigger, and uh, it's just going to pay off. I just I think that Borax has the higher ceiling here. Uh, do you have anything to say on that one, T? Uh, not too much. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I'd go Borax. I, I think it'll be a decent fight, though. Um, you know, entertaining. Nice. But I, I just want to say hello to Johnny B. Good in the chat. We appreciate you here. Mel B. from Australia. Always nice to see you here, love. We got uh, Lucia Ibar over here from the Haps team. Always nice to have you here. We can't, uh, you know, thank you guys all enough for supporting the team and all 73 of you live that are here watching. Uh, we can't be, we wouldn't be the MMA for Money show without you guys. So, like I said, with that one said, both T and I are rolling on Borex on that one. Next up, we have Liz Carmouche who's a former UFC veteran, 14-7 and seven at negative 170, versus Vanessa Portos, 22-8 and eight at a plus 150. You know, this is a very bait, very baited line. It makes you feel like, oh, the UFC, all the other ones make you so sure of the, the veteran is just going to smash the, their opponent. So you walk up to this one and you automatically feel that, you know, yeah, Liz Carmouche is just going to, you know, roll here. But I, I, I think that – I don't think so. I think that Liz Carmouche is old. I think that she's just had her day. I think that her takedown uh, is, game is not there. Her jiu-jitsu game is. She's a brown belt, if not a, brown, a black belt in jiu-jitsu by now. And, you know, that's, that's great and all. But, like, you got to get the fight to the ground. And Vanessa Porto is a mean, mean-looking chick. I mean, th- it's not going to be an easy fight for her. She took punches from Amanda Nunes. Um, and took him uh, gladly. Amanda Nunes basically pinned her up against the cage so, and uh, get things to the ground and whatnot. So uh, I think Vanessa Porto for the plus 150 price tag, I think that I think that's a good dog money. I would lay on Vanessa Porto to win this fight versus Liz Carmouche uh, via the just a decision, or she could actually keep it standing and damage Liz Carmouche's face. What do you think, T? I'm with you again. Uh, I didn't scout this one too much, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably go Porto with, with the dog money. No I, I wouldn't want to lay 170, you know, minus 170 on car moves. Yeah, I wouldn't Enough either. That's probably going to be close, you know. What, what's sad, folks, is that's the co-man event for the evening. So uh, don't yell at me. Yell at Scott Coker because I don't know what he's doing. Too much coke or not enough hers. Uh, I don't know. So the, the main event of the evening, you know, finally, you know, there's a little bit of the fun. You know, there's something. There's something here. Uh, you got Ryan Bader, 27 and 6, negative 310 price tag versus Lyota, the Dragon Machida, 26 and 10, plus 255. Uh, you know, this is this is like I Bader all day here. I, I really don't know why we're doing this again. Um, you know, Ryan Bader's bigger, stronger, uh, younger, you know, younger by five years, has, you know, he's a one inch taller, about the same reach. I just think that this is just set up for uh, Ryan Bader to win quite, quite easily. Uh, what, what do you say, T? I'm right with you, man. I don't think Machida's got too much of a chin left either. I, I think Bader's just going to clean him up at some point in the fight. I don't think it's going to go too well for Machida. Yeah, I, I, I just think that it's a, it's a bad matchup. Machida's too old. This is uh, one of those uh, sad fights that we call here on the MMA for Money podcast. So this will be a sad fight of the night for uh, the Bellator uh, event. So either way, that's their main event of the evening. Uh, we're rolling with Darth Vader, Vader, and that, that will be how that goes. But uh, like I said, don't do not throw a lot of your money on that Bellator event. Uh, the probably the only dog that I liked was uh, 
Vanessa Porto and the Let's Throw Your Money on Women's MMA. And if you talk to Lance Fischel on Twitter, you would be throwing your money away. So uh, shout out to him as always. And shout out to him for the Masters picks as always. He's great golf better. Um, and I love golf as well. So him and I just kind of collab. I take his picks and I usually end up pick, having a couple of people in mind. And then we, I, usually he wins like like MMA from what he does on NASCAR, just dominating. So I uh, want to shout, say shout out to Pops Dukes, MMA from when he's Pops in the house, Marble Man himself, the, the, the MMA up, from when he's king, the, leg and, the legacy of the throne. So a shout out to him for being in the chat. And we've got the 88 people here live. So I appreciate all you guys being here with us to talk about this, these fights. So uh, let's see. Now that we got done with basically – the other stuff. We're, now we're going to get into the real deal, Holy Field. The UFC on Saturday, it will be at, let's see, I believe it's 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when the prelims start and 7 p.m. Pacific Standard, or 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's uh, a lot the, of fights, too. A lot of fights. It is a lot of fights. It's going to be really, really good, man. Uh, first up on the card, we have Impa Kasagnov, 8-1, negative 300 versus Sasha Palaknyov, who's plus 250. Sorry if I butchered your last name, uh, Sasha, but it is what it is. Uh, Impa, this is his first fight back after the devastating KO loss, uh, spinning back kick to Buckley. Joaquin Buckley that went viral and was all over the Internet, so... You know, this is this is weird. You know, Empa's actually going down in weight for the first time, so he's I think finally hoping to have the size advantage. But I, I don't see where, like how he's going to have the size advantage versus Sasha, who's going to be uh, just a, a hair bigger than him. Um, I think that Sasha has. You know, the, the one thing that Sasha lacks, he's a striker. Both these guys are strikers. Let's get that started. They both are going to want to strike, and I just think that Sasha lacks volume. He lacks the urgency needed that I need in a fighter to that wants to to you know put it together for a win. Uh, his last, he's got two fights in a row on win streak. One of the, the last guy was seven and zero. The guy before that, Paulo Henrique, was five and five. Like, yeah, I mean, that's garbage. Those are his wins. His last loss was Manu Lazez, who's decent, who's seven and one. And so that well, that shows you once he fights decent caliber person, he gets beat up. So. Uh, the implies negative 300 price tag is I see why it's happening. I think that the power uh, lie in the pocket lies to Impa, but Sasha has a, a way to win this fight if he can let off the volume that I've seen that he can, but he's never done it. I just don't see he's that type of fighter. And so I, I'm going to lean the Impa on this one. Obviously, real Mike, it's negative 300. But yeah, Impa is going to win this fight. What do you say, T? <laughs> Yeah, I'm right with you, man. I, I just see them standing up the whole time. Um, I think Imp is, you know, a little bit stronger, a little bit faster. So, I, But, he, you know, he's he's not really, really aggressive going for KOs, that type of stuff. So I, I think it'll turn up to a stand, t- turn out being a stand-up matchup and Imp will probably get it by decision. So if, if I bet that, that's probably where I'm, I'm going to go with it, Imp by decision. Yeah, so either way, I negative 300 is kind of rough to lay on someone who just got virally knocked out and not long ago. So, you know, I would never, ever, ever lay money down on the money line for Impa there. Uh, possibly, you know, maybe the fight doesn't go the distance. Uh, one of these guys, or with the under, or if you like one of these guys by knockout, TKO, that could possibly be a, a good pick. So um, next up on the card, we have Da Ong Jung versus William Knight. 
Dong Jung is 13 and 2, coming out of Korea. Shout out to all the Korean barbecue fans out there. I'm a huge fan. So go get yourself some bulgogi because it's my favorite. Uh, fighting William Knight, who's 9 and 1. William Knight was supposed to be fighting Alonso. He was supposed to fight Alonso Menafield, but then he got COVID. And so that fight was canceled. He, he really hasn't been that active. and But, uh, you know, he's, he has a lot of power in the pocket. Dong Jung, he had a draw versus Sam Alvey last time they fought. And I just, I just, I feel like it, he leaves his chin out and he walks into the pocket with it, with it just wide open. And someone like William Knight will just, he'll literally damage you if you leave yourself uh, wide open like that. So at the plus 100, uh, I, I like William Knight here to, to, to finish on Jung. This was T's pick straight out. He likes inside the distance or KO by Knight. He thinks it's way too much power for Jung inside the pocket. So the TKO, KO proper inside the distance, uh, that's what my boy T of. Uh, here likes so go uh, get that if you like it or the money line like i said a plus 100 is is worth hitting too so i just really think that uh dong jung has just puts himself open for damage and yeah. william knight type of dude that, that wants to give that damage yeah he'll take advantage of it i think at some point in the fight yeah take care of him yeah so all right well next up on the card we have the first bet of the night I have a rule here on the MMA for Money show. Uh, whenever uh, the veteran versus a uh, newcomer and the veteran still has some steam left in him, uh, I, I got to lean the veteran. And when you give me the line and the odds are just off, uh, I got to fire, man. And so Jordan Griffin, 18 and, 18 and 8, and he's going off versus Luis Saldana, who's negative 140. I'm going to be picking Jordan Griffin here as my first bet of the night. I'm going to be going out on the limb and taking the underdog at plus 120. I feel like the veteran is just absolutely just way too much for, uh, you know, Luis Saldana. I, I just feel like he hasn't put in the, the rounds in the octagon or with anyone as savage as the Jordan Griffin is. And I, the Jordan Griffin's a southpaw. He likes to get on the ground and do the jujitsu. So I just, I really think that this is a spot where Jordan Griffin's, uh, you know, game plan could just be implemented. Luis Saldana, you know, not a, not bad in, in his own right. But I just, I just feel like he, you know, he's striking as good. And he has decent, you know, decent jitsu. But his last four wins, okay? Two, last two wins, they're all right. Vince Murdoch's 12 and 3. Carl Witzlock was 10 and 4, right? Then it gets real suspect of the two of the, uh, the four wins, all right? The third, the last win was a guy named Romero Hernandez who's 20 and 10. 20 and 10. You're 20 and 10 at your pro job. You should fucking quit and stop doing your job because you suck. I don't even know how you have a job still. So that's that's the guy, one of the guys he's beat. The other guy, his name is Will Shut. 23, 5, and 1. These guys suck. Two of his four wins are padded. They're a suspect. There's absolutely no way that I could go with the, the rookie here. So I think it's an absolute gift here. So we're doing one unit on Jordan Griffin at the plus 120 to win 1.2 units. What do you think about this one, T? I'm right with you, man. Let's let's cast this for everybody. Get the show started right on Saturday, man. I'm with you. Yeah, so uh, I want to shout out to a sponsor active in the chat, Ryan Richardson, at Kick Your Bass on Twitter, uh, on Haps, everywhere around, professional fisherman and a badass extraordinaire. Uh, can't thank you enough for sponsoring the show, as well as uh, my boys over at OC Farm, O-C-P-H-A-R-M. Their 1,000 milligram CBD is something I take uh, 100 milligrams a day, so 10,000 milligram bottles a month, or 3,000 milligram bottles a month. 
1,000 milligram bottle lasts me 10 days. I take three 33 milligram doses, so that 100 milligrams of CBD that I was talking about for inflammation, for the help with inflammation to help the game brings the pain levels down for anxiety for many things. Uh, CBD is super beneficial. So shout out to the sponsors OC Farm. Also shout out to my boys at Melon Hats, Melon Brand Hats, M E L I N Brand Hats. Some of the luxury line, best luxury line hats you'll ever see. My boy, Brian McDonald, he uh, invented the company. He had an idea over here in high school that he would have a luxury line of hats one day. And sure as shit, man, he worked, 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 and finally got it. They sponsor Michael Chandler, Phil Mickelson, a golfer who's won the Masters multiple times and a huge, huge star. So uh, shout out to a couple of the sponsors while I get the chance. So next up on the card, we have... Hunter Azure, plus 125, uh, fighting Jack Shore, who's negative 145. Jack Shore is 13-0. Hunter Azure is 9-1. Um, this is going to be a very, very good fight, man. Uh, Jack Shore's wrestling, the way he enters the, the wrestling for a single leg or double leg, the way he turns and dumps, it really, as a wrestler, a former wrestler and jiu-jitsu guy, I absolutely love the way he takes someone down and enters the and changes levels. He's fighting a guy, though, super well-rounded himself. Uh, Hunter Azure. He's going to be super strong. Uh, he's going to be strong. He's going to be a, just, I think, a hair shorter. And I just, I just think that Jack Shore with a two-inch reach advantage, the only the Jack Shore with a two-inch reach advantage could get off on the feet. The only thing I worry about is that Azure has a better set of training partners here in the United States. Jack Shore, because of COVID, is kind of uh, limited in his uh, partner selection over there. So I, I favor Jack Shore greatly. I almost made it a bet, but. Because he doesn't have the rolling partners and everyone behind it, right behind him right now, active, it was kind of hard for me to to fire on him. So I'm going to lean Jack Shore here, but uh, don't don't get it twisted. Hunter Azure could grind out a three round decision, most likely the way that he'll do it if you see him win. So if you do like Hunter Azure, that decision prop might be something that you like. Well, what do you think about that one, T? Uh, I don't have too much of an opinion on the uh, rest of prelims. You could just roll through and do. I didn't scout too much of them, um, so you know I don't want to tell anybody anything. I no think you got it. <laughs> no worries. Uh, so, like I said, uh, I, I like Jack Shore there, but if you like, if you're leaning Azure and you're against my pick, what's well, not my pick because I'm not betting it. Uh, then fine, roll with the uh, Azure decision. I think you'll get better odds there, and, and that would be the letter, the better bet. So. Uh, next up on the card is, is I'm sorry that I gotta even talk about it. It's just two absolute heavyweight <laughs> fat flops. I'm just so sorry. Like, I mean, this is professional fighting. This is not you know the hot dog eating championship. Even those guys are skinny. I don't get it. What do you what do you guys are professional fighters and you look like this dude? Uh, it's Jorgen De Castro versus Joris ja- Downhill. Uh, Jorgen De Castro six and two. Joris Downhill is five and one. I mean. Dude, come on. I mean, DeCastro's coming off two losses. He, he lost first Carlos Felipe, who's 8-1. He lost first Greg Hardy, who's 5-2. We all know Greg Hardy's just really just athletic and here for a shit show. Um, I, I just I can't even take Jorgen DeCastro seriously. And then Jarvis Danhoe, same thing, man. I mean, he's 37 years old, coming off a loss. The loss is versus Daniel Almalongchek. Um, you know, Oh, no. The last was a draw. It wasn't even a loss. It was versus Christian Colombo. And then a loss was Daniel Lolchek. So, I, bro, I don't know. If you're the type of guy betting this, 
please just stop watching the show because there's no reason to bet either of these guys. This heavy, I don't even like betting heavyweight fights because one punch could end the fight, and it just literally it doesn't even matter who you pick because it, it literally one punch ends the fight. So I, I, I'm, he, I'm, he probably can't bet the under either on this. I didn't check the odds, but I doubt it's it's. Yeah, I mean, is negative two ninety, guys. Negative two ninety. Like, why? Why would he ever be negative two ninety when he's coming off of two losses? I mean, that that's crazy, you know. So, if anything, you got to go dog or pass, and I would go Danho. Uh, but like I said, do not, please, for the love of MMA for money uh, show, and I do not do this, please. Just don't bet that. It's it's just absolute garbage MMA, and there's no there's no reason to do it. Um, so next up on the card, this is an interesting one. Is uh, you know. Women's MMA, so it's just it, it's it is what it is. But it's you know Norma Dumont versus Aaron Blanchfield. Norma Dumont is five and one coming out of Brazil, and Aaron Blanchfield is six and one. Aaron Blanchfield, I, I actually I, I like her, man. She's coming out three wins in a row. Two of them are are finishes. One of them was Americana, and if you know what Americana is, it's freaking sick in jujitsu. So uh, I it's not something you see often done in the in action especially from a lady uh so and she's also fought her only loss for aaron blanchfield is with tracy cortez someone that was a former vet as well and fought in the ufc so she's already kind of had her her feet kind of planted she's fighting norma dumont all right norma dumont is five and one she's 30 years old she's coming off of a win versus ashley evans ashley evans was barely even trying in that fight ashley evans sucks too so I'm good. You beat Ashley Evans Smith. Wow. Then your last fight before that, you lost to Megan Anderson. Megan sucks. I've been saying that for a while. I told you that what she lost last time. So I mean, I don't know. I even picked Amanda Nunes by sub versus Megan. What else more do you want? I mean, so her claim to fame is that she beat Ashley Evans Smith and she lost to Megan. So you're gonna I, I believe the odds on her, guys, is crazy. It's plus two ten. On Blanchfield, negative 250 on Norma Dumont. Norma Dumont, the negative 250? That's crazy. No way. You, I automatically almost wanted to fire on this. If it wasn't lower class women's MMA, I would have uh, probably dropped a unit on this. I might personally because I think it's just super disrespectful. And uh, I think that Aaron Blanchfield has a, a path to victory here. So I'm going to pick the dog here at plus 210. I think that the, this is dog or pass, and that the line is just disrespectful. Uh, what do you say about that, T? Right, which is um, uh, what do we have? ITD for Blanchfield was plus six hundred. It might be something to throw a little bit, like sprinkle on. I wouldn't throw a whole unit on it or anything yeah. like that. It might be a fun little flick, but uh, Blanchfield, uh, I think they could get it done, and the money line alone is worth the flick. So, but uh, next up on the card, we have Mateus Gamrot, who's negative two thirty, versus Scott Hot Sauce Holtzman. Plus 190. Uh, you know, this is this is going to be a good fight. I mean, Scott Holtzman is a veteran in the UFC. Normally, I would back uh, the veteran in, in this type of a matchup, but I just don't think that, that Scott Holtzman is just that level anymore. He hasn't really been showing me you know, anything, anything extra in what he's done. He's coming off a loss versus Benil Dariush, who absolutely spinning backfist him to hell. He's still probably thinking about that freaking other dimension he got knocked back into. You know, I, I you know he beat Jim Miller. Cool, Jim Miller's old. Dong Yama, I don't think he's in the UFC. 
Nick Lentz, oh my God, he's old too. That's he lost to him. So, uh, dude, Mateus Gamera, yeah, I think that you should. He's definitely going to win this fight. Seventeen and one, thirty years old. Uh, got a sick nickname called the Gamer. If anyone, sh- shout out to all the gamers out there that play video games. He's from Poland. Uh, you know, super dedicated to his game. I heard he's one of the best partners there is at American Top Team. So shout out to him. American Top Team is one of my favorite uh, camps there is with Mike Brown and the likes over there. Uh, Dustin Poirier, George Gabriel Masvidal, many, many great stars over there that, that can help him mold his game. So I see why uh, Mateus is the line is negative 230. I'm going to pick uh, Gamrod. I think he is the, the right side here. But uh, Scott Holtzman could win this fight. I just think it's past him, and, and he's going to uh, probably – he could get finished even, but I think Gamrod will rolls in a decision. You got anything to say there, T? Nah, not too much, man. I go with you on that one. Five. Final one on the prelim is Jim Miller, veteran of the UFC, plus 195 versus Joe Selecki, negative 235. Man, Joe Selecki is a, is a specimen, a young prospect himself. Super slick at jiu-jitsu. I, I think that this is a really, really bad matchup for Jim Miller. Jim Miller is just, uh, his, his body's failing him. He's getting old. Uh, Joe Selecki is 10-2, coming out of five-fight win streak. Um, coming off of a naked choke versus Austin Hubbard in the first round where he looks super impressive. But don't get me wrong, that's not Jim Miller. He's not going to be able to just uh, grab someone like Jim Miller and just get him in a rear naked choke like he did Austin Hubbard. But I really, really do like the kid, Joe Selecki. I think that uh, he, he's just a stud. A 5'9", 70, 70 and a half inch reach, you know, versus Jim Miller, who's uh, 37 years old, coming off a loss, 5'8", 71 inch reach. So, I, I, man, I, I would have picked Joe Selecki. I usually do pick the veteran versus the uh, newer guy, but Joe Selecki's jiu-jitsu is what he – I think he's better than Miller at jiu-jitsu, and that's kind of Miller's uh, claim to fame. So I'm going to pick uh, Joe Selecki, the, the favorite here, to win uh, to win this fight versus the veteran Jim Miller. Yep. So, all right, guys. Well, with that said, that is the end of the prelims. Just want to thank uh, the 126 of you uh, viewing live. Uh, shout out to Vince Guzman over there in Alhambra. Uh, appreciate you tuning in live as always. Appreciate the awards that you guys have given us here. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of them that help uh, the MMA for Money show keep on ticking. So let's get going on the main event of the main card of the UFC. First fight of the night is pure gangster violence. This should literally be something that is in a prison. Daniel Rodriguez, negative 180 versus Mike Platinum Perry, plus 158 at the time of writing this. Man, dude, if you guys want to see chaos, if you want to see someone die today, if you want to see some gangster shit, both these dudes better live up to the hype because I'm believing that both of them are going to walk in there and absolutely devastate each other. Daniel Rodriguez wants to strike. Mike Perry wants to strike. So we got a fucking date here, baby. These two motherfuckers tatted up, loped out. Now I want to see someone be about it. You guys got y'all talk. Y'all, let's be about walk. I want to see one of you guys lay a motherfucker on the canvas and end one's night, end one's career. I don't care about neither of these dudes, especially little baby Mike Perry. He's, I call him baby war machine because he's, he's soon to be next to the war machine in a prison uh, near you. And mark my words, if he keeps up his actions, I know he just had a baby. I know it changes your life. Uh, it did me, but uh, it's, it, you know, Mike has yet to prove that to me. He definitely switched camps. He started taking it seriously. 
Mike Perry is a monster in the pocket. Daniel Rodriguez, he's a little bit longer. He if, he should could keep Mike Perry at bay if he uses his kicks. But Daniel Rodriguez is he he just disappointed me last time out. He failed to unload the volume needed to even get the uh, to win the fight versus Nicholas Dalby. I bet on Daniel Rodriguez in this fight because I really thought that Rodriguez was about that gangster life. I thought if you put them in an alley, that Daniel Rodriguez would absolutely kill the man. Uh, and he, he just pissed me off, dude. And he fucking he didn't unload the volume that he needed to win a decision. So he lost the unanimous decision to Dalby uh, in his uh, in his last fight. So, you know, it is what it is, but he's going up against Mike Platinum Perry. If you fail to unload volume against Mike Perry, if you fail to be the hammer versus Mike Perry, you're going to get absolutely fucked up. Mike Perry is going to absolutely land one on you. So I'm going to be going with the underdog here. I almost picked this one too, but I just don't trust Mike Perry's mental state. And I have to, as a pro fighter, I want you mentally sound. I don't trust baby war machines. So, but I will pick him as a plus 158 underdog. I think he lands in the pocket and lands some vicious, vicious, uh, either an elbow or a punch to get a Daniel Rodriguez who fails to unload the volume. But don't get me wrong. Daniel Rodriguez has the length. He could keep him at bay and, and, and win. But I, I just don't think he's smart enough, man. I think this is these two are both not smart. I want to see someone literally on the canvas. What do you say about this one, Mike or T? Um, I'm not. I'm gonna lay off of this one. Um, I'm not gonna bet it, but I'm definitely excited to see them fight because I think they're gonna throw down, like you said, man. It should be some fireworks to start the main card, and we'll go into the um, fight after that. To, uh, who was that? Dern, Mackenzie Dern, and Nina after that. But this fight should be nice. Uh, so I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, this is a very, very good card. Even though everyone doesn't know all the names on it, there's a lot of good matchups uh, that are just going to be a, a lot of fun, a lot worth watching uh, between the, the mixed martial arts that goes, obviously, that goes on with mixed martial arts, between the wrestling and jiu-jitsu scrambles, between the striking that you see from uh, different people. Uh, there's gonna, there's some fun matchups here. A lot of them, their price tag really weird. I liked a lot of, like, 230-ish favorites. Uh, you know, and, and that's that doesn't cut it a lot of the time. So it's it is what it is. But next up on the card, we have Mackenzie Dern versus Nina Asardoff. Uh, Nina is negative one twenty. Dern is plus one hundred at the time of writing this. Uh, Nina is uh, um, partners with the Amanda Nunes, the greatest women's fighter of all time. So she has her every day at American Top Team of her life uh, to train with. She's coming off a loss to Tatiana Suarez, who you can't even blame it because Tatiana Suarez is 7-0. She's an absolute monster in wrestling. And, uh, you know, other than that, she was on a four-fight win streak before that. She just had her baby. So that's the only question we have here. But I, I believe Dern did, too, at one point. But ever since Dern switched to Jason Perillo, her boxing has gotten a little bit sharper. Uh, her her jiu-jitsu is her claim to fame, though. Um, she's supposed to be this wizard on the ground. I mean, don't get me wrong, she is uh, in jiu-jitsu competitions, but her wrestling sucks. Uh, she doesn't have the get-down, the takedown game to to really implement her game. So, I don't know, man. I, I think this one is a weird one. I think that I'm going to back uh, Nina on this. I think that she has the game plan. She has the partners to train. She can win this fight versus Darren and keep it standing and win point decision, uh, point win a decision here and look pretty good versus Mackenzie Dern. What do you think, T? Um, yeah, I'm probably going to stay clear of this fight. Um, I'd, I'd probably bet the, you know, the over or, or the decision prop, but I, it's probably not going to be worth the bet. But um, 
I, I, I lean Dern too. Um, uh, yeah. Well, you said Nina, but um, I don't know. Uh, this fight, <clears throat> I'm sorry about that. Sorry. Um, but yeah, you just go ahead. Um, yeah. yeah, like I said, so I, I like Nina here. I think she's uh, worth the dog money, and I think she rolls here. So uh, if you wanted, if you liked her at all, and you fit, like I picked her, or, you know, if it edges you towards that way, uh, maybe toward, uh, Nina by decision could be a great bet. Next up on the card is the. Julian Marquez versus Sam Alvey. Smiling Sam versus the Cuban Missile Crisis, Julian Marquez. I, this is going to be a fun one, man. Uh, Marquez is a lot of fun. He's infamous for right now calling out Miley Cyrus for Valentine's Day and then being an absolute idiot and blowing it in the same day. So, I mean, he just shows you how dumb guys are sometimes. They could literally have booty right in their hand and watch it just float out the window from opening their mouth. So, uh, I, I like Julian Marquez here uh, because of his power. Uh, I like that. I, I like him. He's a little bit younger. Smile and Sam has just, you know, been through a lot of wars, coming off four losses. But, you know, don't get it twisted, man. This is a veteran versus uh, the, the newer guy. I If you like Sam Alvey and you like the odds that he's on right now, uh, you know, I, I definitely could see why you would bet this fight. It's uh, smart. Sam, Sam Alvey has proved time and time again that he's still going to be in the fight. So if. Um, Marquez does what he does versus our boy Mackie Patolo last time and fucks around for the first two rounds, he's really going to be in for a rude awakening versus a guy like Sam Alvey because the round three uh, submission is not going to be there versus Alvey like it was versus Mackie Patolo because that was a Hail Mary round three attempt. He was losing round one and two. Mackie Patolo literally just needed to cruise the whole round and not get subbed or knocked out, and he would have won that fight. But uh, it's, it's MMA, and Marquez pulled off the submission and won that fight, so... It, you know, if you like the dog, uh, if you like dog money, I'll, uh, Sam Alvey is a, is worth the plus one sixty to throw it on. Next up on the card, we have one of the ugly, one of the docklings, Kyle Dockus, plus one hundred five versus Alice Kurf, Kurs, Kizerv. Man, I butchered that. Sorry. Either way, these Russian last names are rough. Negative one twenty five, uh, dude. This dude, I liked every fucking thing I saw about this Russian dude. AK, we'll call him. AK's ground game, the way he threw punches when he had a, he got you when he was on top of you. He was like a little Tasmanian devil. But the key word, little. He's small, bro. Kyle Dawkins is going to be way bigger. I'm, I'm very worried about that. I don't know how that's going to transist on the ground and uh, on the feet. So that negative 125 for uh, I think it's it's scary, bro. I, I Another one-on-one I almost wanted to pick because of the, the close line. Thought I could edge it towards a Russian, but I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't see enough holes in Dawkins' game to be like, yeah, for sure, this is a, this is one of the bets that I want to slam. So I'm going to be going the Russian because I liked what I saw in the ground game and the ground and pound, but uh, don't get it twisted. Kyle Dawkins is a little stud here, and he, he could win this fight. What do you think about this well, one, T? What's your opinion on um, Kyle's chin? He's got a chin? Uh, um, you think Kyle he could Dawk- take, take some shots or? One second. Let me uh, pull this up. Because, I mean, the Russian... He definitely takes some shots. He's only lost one time. The one time he lost, he went to decision versus Brendan Allen, who's pretty heavy-headed. And Brendan Allen, I was actually high on. So, I I mean, he's never... Yeah, he's lost one time by knockout when he was young, in his amateur career. So, I I don't know how much to to take of that. 
So, you know, like I said, if he's, he's got knocked out his amateur, amateur career, this Russian could knock him out too. And so if he was just a little bit bigger, I would have fired on this like nobody's business. But my goal is to either find a line that's off for you guys or to find a, a match where I absolutely feel that I see the advantage and, and I want you, uh, you know, and I want to fire. So I try to be uh, consistent gotcha. and keep, keep those rules. But, yeah, I mean, the, the Russian kid, it looks like he's got some heavy hands, but, I mean, if, if Dawkins can stay up and doesn't get taken down, that's a big if. Um, you know, I think he might be able to beat him, but I, I'd, I'd go with the Russian here with, with a low line, minus 125 with the wrestling, stuff yeah. like that. that. That's my lean here. You know, I'll probably be betting it um, Saturday, yeah. but we'll see how so, it goes and how the line moves. Yep, and so with that said, the next up on the card will be the co-main event of the evening. Arnold Allen versus Sadiq Yusuf. Oh, man. Arnold Allen is from the, uh, the UK, I believe, and uh, Sadiq is from is Nigerian, uh, I believe. Yep, from Nigeria. Man, both these guys, 11-1 uh, is Sadiq Yusuf. Super, super well-rounded. Six wins in a row. Guy of uh, Andre Philly, Mowgli Benitez. Uh, he's defeated Shaman Marias, another striker. Dude, he's Fox with some of the best of them, dude. And so I, I, I really, really like Sadiq Yusuf. The only thing I don't like about Sadiq Yusuf is Team Rape Lloyd Irvin. Uh, you know, go look into that. Lloyd Irvin uh, is his coach. You know, like I said, enough said. Just loser. Uh, I can't, I can't really back someone who's who's under the the protege of uh, the tutelage of someone like that. So it's that really kills me. I don't know if that's my bias now kicking in, but Arnold Allen, very, very well-rounded man. Uh, you know, very good wrestling, good striking, flows well. This is, dude, this is literally going to come out to who wants it more, who has the more heart. Um, I, dude, I literally, it's so hard for me to pick on this one. I'm going to go with uh, Sudik Yusuf on this one because I feel like he has that athletic ability. And I'm blocking out a little bit of bias towards him because of his coach. So uh, I try to always block out my personal hate because it doesn't help on picks. So Sudik Yusuf, I think he could actually win here. I think he beats Arnold Allen. But, dude, this is going to be a great fight. So if uh, the co-main events we've been getting lately, uh, if you don't know these two names, this at least is worthy of MMA co-main event. What do you think here, T? Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I like Yusuf here. Um, you know, he's, I told you, he's Nigerian and he looks like he's a good athlete and, and they're smart fighters. So um, I lean I lean towards him here. Um, I think it's going to be a really good fight, though. Like you said, I wouldn't slam him or anything like that. I, I'll probably bet him small, but um, I'm excited to see this fight. I, I think he'll edge it out. I think he can get it. Yeah, I'm going Yusuf. Well, next, the, the final fight of the night is the main event of the evening. Marvin, the Italian dream, Vittori, 16-3. He's going to be facing Kevin Holland. Man, uh, Kevin Holland is 21-6. 21-6 coming off of one fight. He just literally lost versus uh, Derek Brunson, like, feels like last week. He's one of those guys that he's like the, he's like the new cowboy, but, uh, you know, I don't – I'd say Cowboy's a little bit smarter in the sense uh, sometimes. Kevin Holland's super talented. You just don't know what quite what you're going to get with him. I don't know if he's going to be all in or all out. He's 6'3 with an 81-inch reach. He's going up against Marvin Vittori, who's 6 foot, 74-inch reach. So he's going to have a little bit of a reach advantage. 
But I, I just think that Marvin Torre has been – he's been with up here. He's fought – he's smacked – he's beat Jack Hermanson, Carl Roberson. Uh, he's fought with Israel Adesanya and went five rounds. You know, like he's already fought straight up murderer's row, you know. I, I, I lo- I've loved uh, Vittori since he's been here. Uh, I backed him almost on every single fight, uh, including, um, let's see, against uh, where, I, where I, he lost against uh, third-degree black belt Antonio Carlos Jr., which I just, I really thought that Vittori could pull it off. But you got to take those L's in, uh, in your career as you come in the UFC. That was his first loss in the UFC, his second fight ever. So I, after that, he's just literally ran off you know, win streaks. You know, he's on a four-fight win streak, like I said. His jiu-jitsu game, he comes out of King's MMA, so his striking is sick. He's just a really, really mean dude, man. He wants to fucking fight. He's literally not – Kevin Holland is not going to get in his in his head. Kevin Holland is not going to say anything other than piss Marvittori off. Marvittori is that dude who wants to fuck you up, dude. So this is going to be my final bet of the card. I'm not going to be laying down the money line on negative 320. Why? Because Kevin Holland is good enough to just randomly do a KO like you have seen him do. I don't expect him to do that, but I'm going to be doing Vittori inside the distance. I think he's better, superior all over the place. He's at plus 125 inside the distance. I think that you're getting the superior fighter for five rounds. Coming off the guy who just literally got schooled by uh, Derek Brunson and looked halfway there. I just don't think this is the this is an even worse matchup than uh, that Brunson was. Martin Vittori is an absolute stud. So I'm laying down the one unit to win 1.25 units on Marvin Vittori, the Italian dream, to absolutely snatch the soul of Kevin Holland. What do you say, team? Yeah, um, I'm with you here. I like the ITD. You're getting um, Vittori plus 125, so I think that's safe. I don't, I, I don't like the minus 320. Like I told you yesterday, uh, I feel like Holland's got a lot of talent. You just don't know if he's going to bring it or what mindset he's going to bring. Coming off a loss, too. So uh, I, I still like Vittori. He's way tougher. He's way more disciplined, you know, so – I'd go Vittori, but I'd, I'd definitely hit the ITD and, and stay away from laying at minus 320 on him no just in case. No worries. Like I said, this is my this will be my third bet of the night and the final one. Marvin Vittori inside the distance. I think he's going to cash it, so we flick in one unit on the Italian dream to absolutely just smash uh, Kevin Holland and teach him about the upper echelon of the UFC and show him that you can't be a half in, half out. Uh, you know, skip to my loo. Uh, I'd like to shout out to TJ the Prodigy who runs uh, his own show, a big, huge wrestling fan, and uh, does MMA show himself. So shout out to TJ in the house. Appreciate the award so, that man. you kicked. Appreciate all 197 of you that have tuned into us live. Uh, we just finished the main event of the evening, and now I will give you my DraftKings lineup. Um, I, this uh, DraftKings lineup, you know, can, you could change it out either way you want it. Some of the, the salaries were a little weird this week. There were some a lot of heavies, it felt like. But my the lineup for the MMA for Money show that's in on the four dollar matchup, the four dollar game is Marvin Vittori at ninety six hundred, William Knight at seventy eight hundred, Bahom Diaz at eighty nine hundred, Perry at seventy four hundred. Bro, you know what, dude? Holy moly! Scratch that. Did we? We never somehow I skipped that, right, bro? What's that? Dude, I skipped. I skipped freaking one of these dudes. Bro, before I fucking ever finish this UFC, I'm so I'm so crazy. I only gave out two bets. The third bet that I forgot to give out back on the card was Ignacio Bahomdias, eleven and three versus John McDessie, seventeen and seven. 
John McDessie is coming out of Canada. He's old, washed up, man. I just really don't, I just don't, I don't see anything in him. He's had a shaw broken in fights before. Uh, Ignacio has got some sick, sick front kicks, bro. He's going to have a seven and a half inch reach advantage, seven inches taller. He's coming out at 185 on the money line. Um, I think that he's absolutely going to smash John McDessie. I'm sorry I have to go back and uh, re- redo this one. but it I got some is. highlights of him. Yeah, yeah, I was actually going to remind you. I no, thought you were kind of pushing no. him to the end of the prelims to, to get the pick out, and then it I forgot. So that's my point. what it is. Ignacio, like I said, is an absolute savage. Seven and a half inch reach advantage, seven inches taller. I think he's going to be able to just keep John McDessie at bay. The money line I'm writing this was negative 185. So I'm going to be putting down the 1.85 units on Ignacio to absolutely school the old Canadian veteran. I think he breaks his jaw. I think he puts him out again. I think he ends his whole career and he goes into retirement. I really, really believe that. I almost max bet this, but I don't want to get out of hand. So that will be the third bet of the of the night. So yeah. sorry about that. It'll be Jordan right Griffin with you on this one. Yeah, it'll be Jordan Griffin. At, be my first bet at plus one twenty one unit. There'll be Ignacio for to win one unit one point eight five units. Then finish it off with Vittori inside the distance, one unit at plus 125 units. Sorry, I have to go, I had to go back on that, folks, but I almost missed my boy Ignacio. And Ignacio is an absolutely great bet. If you want to bet anything this weekend, I really believe he smashes McDessie. He smashes him into the ground like old school pride ways. Like I wish they opened soccer kicks and front kicks so he could just break him into pieces and he could have teeth all over the floor. That's what I want to see with McDonough and McDessie. That's why I went back because I forgot to talk shit. I need to talk shit about McDessie and his weak chin. He's so soft. He's small. He's a runt. He's going to get absolutely smashed, dude. Seven and a half inch reach advantage. For, and that's not even the leg advantage. That's it. That's from the, the the arms. You just wait to see the leg advantage, bro. Going to kick him in his b- bitch ass chin. So uh, let me fin- finalize the the DraftKings lineup since I have to go on a tangent uh, real fast. The DraftKings lineup. F- sorry about that. Let me start over. Will be Marvin Vittori, ninety six hundred. William Knight, 7,800. Ignacio Bajondias, 8,900. Perry, 7,400. Blanchfield, 6,900. Solecki, 9,100. And that leaves you $300 to play with if you don't like one of mine and you want to swap them out. But that's the lineup for the MMA for Money show, and I thought it had the best value for those guys to score us points. Do what you will with it, my friends. So now uh, we did our MMA. And now we're going to have a special edition, the first ever Masters edition on the MMA for Money show. Because I'm a golf fan. I have since I, I've been playing golf since I was seven. I've been a fan since Tiger Woods won the 1996 Las Vegas Invitational. I've been whooping my friends' ass and these businessmen and my uncles, taking all their money over here on the West Coast since ever since on the golf course. Because it's all about chipping and putting, baby. And so I, we're going to go over the Masters. And it's this weekend, baby. The 2021 Masters, baby. Justin Thomas is going to be my first bet at plus 1,000. He finished 12th in the 2019 um, Masters. That's the best he's ever finished. He'll be my first bet. I put 0.2 units on him. I got Rory McIlroy. I got 0.2 units on him as well at plus 1,300. Rory McIlroy, if you don't know him, is an absolute stud over in Ireland. He's pretty much the Conor McGregor of golf over there lately. He's uh, won every single major except for the Masters, baby. He needs his green jacket. So I'm betting on my boy Rory McIlroy, plus 1,300, flicking down the 0.2 units for him to win it. He's only finished fourth ever 
And, you know, like I said, he's won all three of the four majors. So this is, I, it's almost time, baby. So I'm, that's, he's one of the two. The, the third of my bets will be Brooks Kepka plus 2,300. He finished second, tied in 2019. He's one of two of the four majors. He's only missing the British Open and the Masters Green Jacket. Brooks Kepka, ladies, please go look at him. He's a beautiful specimen, absolutely sexy. And in golf, they dress like gentlemen. So if you do yourself a favor, go look at Brooks Kepka. He's a beautiful, beautiful man, dude. Uh, not only that, his swing, his talents, the, the Masters is a type of golf course that rewards people who failed and came this close, and then they come back and they have to, they have to grind, grind, grind to get back there. So I really believe Brooks Kepka, this is his time, baby. Plus twenty three hundred. Uh, it just and that seems like a great odds to me, man. Uh, tied for second, two thousand nineteen. Like I said, point two units going out on him. The last one of my four golfers that I'm going to pick is Patrick Reed, plus twenty eight hundred. He's won and he has won the Masters one time in two thousand eighteen. He knows what it's like to to hold that green jacket, to wear that green jacket. He knows what it's like to go around Amen Corner. He knows what it's like to go to Augusta, Georgia, the most beautiful place, the most coveted place in golf, to fucking just wreck fools. So I, these are my four bets that I have for the Masters Tournament that will be given out for you guys for free, obviously, because we love you. Justin Thomas, Roy McIlroy, Brooks Kepka, and to finish it off, Patrick motherfucking Reed at plus 2,800. So uh, let's fucking go. I know there's been a lot to go through. We had one FC on Wednesday. We had Bellator Friday. We had UFC Saturday. But we're finishing it off with Sunday, fun day, Masters bets, baby. So go throw down your bets. The first round starts Thursday. The third, second round is Friday. Third round Saturday and so on. Fourth is Sunday, and that's when it ends. So that's literally all I got to say here. It's an absolute pleasure to have all you guys here tuning with me. I appreciate all 215 of you guys tuning in to me live. I know you guys got all four sorts of things to do. So I appreciate and love every single one of you. Um, with that said, you know, uh, shout out to every single one of my Haps friends. Shout out to Haps in general, David Newman, um, Peter Bittner, Pablo De La Hoya, uh, Lucia, uh, you know, just so many of the people who's helped the show over here. Don't forget to subscribe to us on the platform of choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, RSS Feed, and Haps. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube for both full length and short clips. And with that, let's roll.